Podcast episode 100. I'm Katie Nordgren. I'm Chris Jeppa, and with us today is a different Katie. No, like basically one of our favorite local comedians, and we're so happy to have you on episode 100. Episode 100. The best for not the last, but yeah. well, maybe if the if the world blows up, then it's Katie Ellen awesome. Humphreys. Yay! Thank you so much for coming. I, Absolutely, my honestly, pleasure. The funniest person that I know. What? What? <laughs> what? 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 <laughs> I was like, how do I sp- not spend a whole hour just, like, blowing smoke up your ass about, like, you're so funny and cool. <laughs> you're so, so funny and cool. So what's it but, like to be this funny and cool? <laughs> well, I tell you what, I'm not, I'm not oh. excellent at compliments, so it'd be tough to fill a whole hour with yeah. that smoke, but I'll do my best. Great, let's, we can talk about more <laughs> awkward things instead. <laughs> Sure. Sounds good. So. Uh, no, it's very, very sweet. Thank you so much. Yeah. I'm very excited to be here. Hey, we're all getting hopped up on the booch. Yes. As one must to celebrate Ooh. such a momentous occasion. We cracked open mm. a fresh case of La Croix. La Croix. <laughs> I think it's La Croix, actually. No, it's not. It's If you read it in the French, I don't care what other people say. In the proper French, which is definitely where that stuff comes from. French. Yes. I feel like everyone who drinks it is... Uh, is a bitch? Wa- well, I know I feel like they're very hopeful because I only ever see it in cases. Like I don't know how everyone just decided that it was good. They just all took a risk on twelve. It only has eight per okay. case, all right. so That's they're still... way more expensive. Than right. pop. actually obscenely expensive. Yeah. Sure, but like it's I didn't stupid. understand. Like all of a sudden, it was everywhere and everyone was talking about it. But I I couldn't fathom how anyone had tasted it without just being like, yeah, I guess I'm in. For eight. And for a penny and for a pound. Pomplamoose. <laughs> I uh, I started drinking them because my friend Nikki loves them and she lives in Portland. So every time I go mm-hmm. see her, she's just have a fridge full of them. Like and it does feel like, like that's where it started. Yeah, Portland. <laughs> yeah, basically my friend Nikki. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm the one who brought it all back. Yeah, they didn't have it here until like last summer, I think. Yeah. And I finally saw it at the Whole Foods downtown and now it's like at all the Savons, which is stupid because it's just water. But uh, I heard someone say that it, it's just like it's like angry water and someone shouted the name of the fruit in a room far <laughs> yeah, down yeah, the hall. Yeah, yeah. I was like, that's exactly what it tastes like and that's why I like it. <laughs> I've seen a lot of jokes on Twitter about it before mm-hmm. I ever saw it in a store here mm-hmm. in Canada. And then, yeah, and I couldn't... It's a, it's a real Hamilton cast recording situation where I was like, how does everyone know they like this? I know you haven't seen the show. <laughs> Wow. for my life. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's, yep. But then, of course, yeah, listen, then I bought it and I was like, oh, I get it. It's the greatest thing that could ever happen to you as a human. So I see now. <laughs> but it took me a while to just understand. I was like, You've n- I know you haven't seen the show. How is it possible it's that you buy-in. love the recording so much? And then I did. Yeah. But, yeah, for me, the point of entry was uh, I had pre-ordered the Hamilton mixtape on account of knowing that they had gotten Ashanti and Ja Rule back together. Yes. <laughs> and I was like, well, if I'm going to get in on the mixtape, I better get in. You want that early 2000s collab yeah. reminder. Listen, I'm all about that Ja life. <laughs> Where is Ja Rule? Wherever he damn well pleases. <laughs> Who is Ashanti? I don't remember anything beyond her providing uh, a performance in the movie Bride and Prejudice. 
Hmm. Hmm. Did anybody else see that? Was it a fever dream that I had one day that a Bollywood movie was made in the UK? Oh, it seems plausible. Sounds fantastic. Yeah, it was, it's it's Pride and Prejudice, but it's a Bollywood musical what? with a few white people mixed in for fun, and Ashanti's in it. These are so many of my favorite things. <laughs> Except for the white people, I mean, right? there's a couple, though. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, this seems like the right amount. Yeah. Just a couple. <laughs> just a few. Just to flush it out a little. Yeah. I yeah. was going to make a, like, rice versus sauce joke, and it just <laughs> seemed very wrong. It's just maybe slightly racist. Yeah. Just a little. Can I tell you a good story of uh, the community of the, on the number 20 bus today? It's sort of related. Oh, yes, please. So the number 20 bus is... Which is the worst community at any time that one is part of when you're there. Like, but this was a very good story. Oh, good. Um, so normally the number 20 is a bit of just like a hellscape of a whole lot of different folks, and most people are angry and wet. Yeah. Um, but today, the community really rallied because there was a really racist lady on the bus. Ooh! And she made a big show of getting up from the front when a family of presumably like folks from the Middle East, and I don't know where they were from, but they were definitely Muslim, uh, with head scarves and things like that, and they had a like a stroller, right? Mm-hmm. And so then she got up from where you would normally park a stroller and made this huge stink all down the bus. Like, why do I have to get up for these people? And uh, it's Canada, and we need to stop immigration, and blah, blah, blah. And she gets to the back of the bus, and there was three white construction worker dudes that, like, she just started ranting and whatever. And you wouldn't think that these, like, meathead-looking dudes would have said anything, but they immediately were just like, shut up! You're wrong. Your opinion sucks. <laughs> you are a bad person. And yes. it was so good. Oh and she God. kept going. And they were just like, this one guy was just so chill. He was like, no, nah, you're just wrong. No, you're wrong. That's racist. No, you're wrong. That's racist too. Yep, that's also racist. And he just kept going. And then more and more people kind of joined in as like oh. a chorus of like, you're wrong and bad. You're wrong. That's racist. And like someone said, is this the kind of person you want to be in your life? Which Whoa. I thought was very insightful. Holy and then fuck. she started going on about like, I'm Canadian, and this is, like, Ugh. immigrants shouldn't come here, and blah, 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 and, like, the majority of the folks in the back of the 20 were Native, and they were just all at once were just like, <laughs> you get off our land, and it was so good, and then she got <laughs> off the bus, and it was so good, <laughs> it was oh, just man. like the whole community came together, and I, I just really liked it that, like, white meathead construction dudes kind of started the, like, shut up, you're dumb, you're racist, get off, you're not welcome here, yeah. none yeah. of us agree with you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was so good. I don't know. That just made me really happy. That's today. wonderful. I've I've ridden it like three times in the last five years, and it's always the worst thing in the universe is getting on that bus. I take it every day. It's terrible, and I'm proud of you. <laughs> <laughs> From that spot at commercial in Hastings, well, it's yeah, just like you just have to wait there for like twenty minutes, and then five show up, and that's the problem. Yeah. Oh. Generally, like the folks on the bus are really like nice, but just yeah, usually cranky and and damp. Because that's Vancouver in general. Cramp. Yeah. But I just really enjoyed the the like festive spirit of community to like oust this asshole. At the beginning of that story, I thought that I was hoping that there was <laughs> going to be a twist and really she just hates parents. <laughs> and it was going to be like a fun and she's like, no, no, listen, I'm all for multiculturalism. I just don't think that people I shouldn't should have, have to babies. Get these people. <laughs> Yeah, if you have a baby, you should own a car. Why yeah, are you in that convenience? Thought me? has occurred to me, and that's not good. That's classist. <laughs> it's very bad. It's also ageist. I'm just like babies don't belong here. They do. <laughs> I just don't want them there. That person is having a much harder time on that bus oh, than you yeah. are. <laughs> I guess I just saw this. Like they look like a really affluent couple, and they had one of those Perperego stro- strollers or whatever. And I'm like, 
is this a game to you? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's rush hour and you're going out for dinner with your baby. I was listening to the conversation. I didn't just assume this. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but that's not fair. They're just as entitled to be there as anyone else's. Hmm. Yeah. That was just one to share my heartwarming story of how, my, beautiful. how my day has gone. I'm going to take yeah. off this super cool hat because I'm starting to get toasty. Um, you can't see it, but Katie Ellen and I, same hat. Yep. Same hat, same name. It's the hottest hat in the whole city. It is a hot hat. I want to talk about this hat. It is nominated for a Vancouver Comedy <laughs> Award of Best Merch. Oh, uh, someone else is nominated for a Vancouver Comedy Award for Best Joke, I think. Oh! I wonder who that is. Yes. It's you. That's me. And it's that. I, that's, I, I voted for that joke. In the, <laughs> uh, in the nominations, I was like, the gender reveal joke. Oh, <laughs> I couldn't have imagined. I was like, who? I was Bless one, him. but it must have been like the 40 other people who did it. Mm. Like, oh. really. That is one of one of the cleverest jokes. Yeah. Bless I enjoy it very much. Sweetheart. Oh, we didn't. We didn't. Um clarify that you're, I guess we did say you were a stand-up comedian yeah, yeah. right off the top, but so. we just didn't mention it again, so I don't know, maybe people forgot. That's You fair. do comedy. You're very good at it. Hey. Sorry. Thank you so I'm much. sorry that I keep complimenting you. No. It's fine. Is I'm it? In, yeah, I'll tell you, yeah. You're just gonna go it. home and shower them all off. Like, no. Nice to me. Wrap them around me like yeah, a This is, this a is the hour quilt. of, like, it's like a skincare serum. Just like let it like go so on and like okay, and then pretend that this is the steam room that you're also in with the serum. I don't know. That's All the a lot of yeah, it just gets hot. I in just here. really want to go to the spa so bad. Have you ever been to the Korean spa? <laughs> no. You go to the naked spa. We went together. It was really Ooh. awesome. We're we're the kind of friends who can be nude together, and it's cool. Oh yeah, that's. I don't neat. have many of those. Oh, <laughs> I, I am anyone's be naked around friend. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I was a swimmer growing up, and I am just not phased. Right. That's awesome. By, like, I am, uh, I am not, I would not say that I'm, it's not that I'm so comfortable naked, but I am not less comfortable naked than mm-hmm. I am clothed. Okay. No, I am sense. uncomfortable clothed as well. Like, <laughs> I am uncomfortable clothed. I and I am uncomfortable naked. Uncomfortable. But that makes it that, like, most people are more uncomfortable naked than clothed. Interesting. Not so much. I find yeah. clothing makes, like, yeah, lumps and bumps and stuff, and you're like, eh. I thought just we would put be, it all out there. I thought I would just be in my bathing suit the whole time, and I was I wore it for like the first twenty minutes. And I was like, "This is stupid," because we have to keep I have to keep changing in and out of it. No one wants to put on a wet bathing suit. It's like a terrible feeling. Mm-hmm. Why do you so have to just keep, like uh, explain? They give you little spa pajamas mm-hmm. to go in certain rooms that you can't just be in a bathing suit for or you naked to, or naked. <laughs> like mm-hmm. there's like a whole room that's just a whole bed of salt with sheets on top of it. And then that's you like hot. put on your little spa pajamas that are basically little scrubs, and then you lie on the sheet, and then the salt sucks all the wet out of your face. Wow! Yeah, and then you just put into a mummy, and then you go back into a steam room, they and have... then you rehydrate everything with like fresh water. Yeah, hot pool, cool pool, steam room, sauna, dry sauna. They've got scrub stations that you can get massages and stuff, but it's twenty bucks to go, and you can spend the whole day there if you want. What? It's Ball. It's called JJ Spots in Coquitlam. It's not that far from Braid Station. Oh, that um, is a downside, but okay. Yeah, it is. It does <laughs> suck, but uh, it's so great. There's the charcoal room. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's ionic when you go in there. I don't fucking know what that means, but I'm like, yeah, I feel the ions. <laughs> yeah. I really feel like the ions entering me. Oh, that's not a good <laughs> phrase. Entering you. Oh. <laughs> There's also a yellow earth room. It's so crazy. I don't know what all of it does, but it's it's amazing. And you can buy anything in the front to start with. Like, if you want to eat ramen noodles halfway through your experience, you can just do that. Oh, man, this sounds the kind of thing I would talk about doing forever, but probably never get around to doing. Yeah. Yeah, we did it once, and we were always like, we should go back, but then it's like, it's a, it's a whole day commitment. It is a whole... Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, I currently I, I have... I barely could drive I home. have three float tank gift certificates. 
I have never float tanked. Tanked? I have never float tanked. (laughs) Floated tanked. Tanked. Oh, boy. I like it. I've never floated in a tank. That seems like a really nice idea. Are you into the, like, sort of woo-woo spa thing, like, in theory, but just not in practice, or...? yeah, I'm very into it in theory. Uh, like getting around to things is not my strong suit. I, unless those those things are work, I am I get around to that. <laughs> but outside of work, you've got the, the hustle, but then the counterbalance of the maybe self care relaxation. Yeah, I mean, I watch a lot of Netflix, but like actually going <laughs> like to a, a place for your like, brain. Yeah, I think so. Unless you watch like five episodes of Black Mirror back to back, in which no, case it's not that. Thing. No, 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 no. Oh no. No. no, I don't want. It. No, I don't want to. Nothing, nothing scary or that I have to concentrate very much on. No. no, I pretty much just put on like any of the food travel shows that are on there, Ooh, just like dick around in my bullet journal, <laughs> play with my gross pets. Yeah. How gross are they? They're rats. Oh, okay. Yeah, pretty gross. Pretty gross. I mean, I guess I, I am terrified of rodents, and I that I understand that like. People's pet rodents are cute and can be. No one has to like them. It's fine. Chris said she was going to hate them forever, but then she got drunk and looked at them and cried a little. They were really cute. <laughs> I, I mean, they still would have their tail. Like, if I could, if I I could just see put, them. I like, a sock on their tails. If I would like, not have to see their tails. I don't know. Put a cozy on it. If they were. Tie it up like a bun. They could wear little mermaid, <laughs> little mermaid fins that you could crochet for them. <laughs> yeah. Yep, yep, yep. You are speaking my language now. Okay, so cute. okay. So you um, just crochet little like skirts for them with the little fins, and then yeah, just... yeah, yeah. Okay, and I'm commissioning their, one. And then, especially if they were hands. doing like human stuff with their hands, because like I watch that Ratch Hours like a human video. There's <laughs> like, a paracana. Thirty is, is times. That, it's a it's a rodent, but it's a South American rodent called a paracana. Oh my god, Katie! <laughs> the shower rat is a paracana. The shower, they're big. They're like this big. Um, <laughs> that doesn't they, make it better. No, but rats have really short arms so they wouldn't be able to do the things that 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 rat that animal was doing uh, so i was like it looks like a rat but i don't think it's a rat so i did some more research on it but yeah no my rats nerd they self-clean like an oven they smell really nice <laughs> smell like candy that seems far-fetched it, it does i know don't worry they'll they'll be dead soon what <laughs> are their names freya and minerva Aww. of course i named them after like goddesses of wisdom and mm-hmm. war for some reason mm-hmm. i'm very on brand for myself I have never had a pet. Not even once as a kid? Fish. Doesn't count. It does not count. Mm. They are basically like an advanced plant. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, so it's very hard. I find it difficult to connect with... You're not an animal person. Correct. And the idea that people have them in their homes, I find very difficult to understand. <laughs> Chris is similar. I, I like animals, but I have developed really bad allergies. Right. So that kind of has hindered it. And yes. now when I think about it, I'm like, oh, I could get a, this kind of dog that doesn't have allergies. I'm like, I don't want to touch its poop. Ever. Even yeah. through the plastic bag is like the most horrible sort of feeling. Like You want to give birth to a person. I know, but they learn how oh, to yeah, yeah. deal with that stuff. Like That makes perfect eventually. sense. <laughs> After like five years. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's not forever. Like a dog can live for like 20 years and you have to always touch his hot, hot poop. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. There are people... Okay, That's one so, of my favorite bands that came up the tour. <laughs> <laughs> we were walking in the North Shore woods, like, near Rice Lake, and there's so many people that have, like, the little biodegradable doggy bags, uh-huh. and they go to the whole trouble of picking up the hot poop and, like, tying it into the thing, and then they just leave it on the trail. 
I did not know that those bags were biodegradable because similarly, anytime I see one, I think, mm-hmm. what is this for? Mm-hmm. Why did you bother? Why are you like this? Yeah, some but of the But also when I am walking around Vancouver and I see someone walking their dog and then I just see them carrying such a bag, I think, you're just, you are carrying shit right now. <laughs> we all know. Someone yelled at me once when they had a bag of shit in their hand. I was like, you have no authority here. <laughs> and I bow to any authority, but not yours, Miss Poop Hand. Ooh. I uh, had some gut health stuff <laughs> at one time, and I was had a got a lot of You're in the right place, a lot of tet. Sure, I mean it's a yeah very common thing that happens. Uh, anyway, but I was getting a lot of tests done at one time in my life, and particularly a lot of stool sample style mm-hmm. tests. <laughs> so very often I was walking like a ten block. With your own shit. With my own shit in my purse, which I just thought was hilarious the whole time because I could never stop thinking about how weird it was that that was the case. And always, like, kind of wanted to get mugged, which I've never, it's the only time I've ever sort of wanted that fantasy. And I imagine it would still be traumatic, but I would always know that they're, like, rifling through my bag in addition to just, like, I don't know, loose chicklets and they'd just be like what is this now oh my god (laughs) (laughs) this is making me think of who uh chris you remember who's the comedian who has the bit about having to jerk off in his car to give a like a sperm sample i don't know i hate it (laughs) (laughs) i hate it i thought it was pete holmes it was someone like that who's affable but kind of gross Mm. and i'm getting that confused with um my dad having a story about having to give a sample and then showing up and having the clinic be closed (laughs) 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 just so i just threw this lunch bag full of jizz in the dumpster my father didn't use the word jizz. He just said, my sample. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was like, that's not better, Tad. <laughs> but you, you yourself know the charms of John Nordgren. <laughs> He's very fond of you. I am dad? very fond of him. Oh, he'll be tickled to hear that. Aww. Oh my goodness. Yeah, we're Twitter friends. <laughs> you will like everything you ever post on Twitter and you will feel so supported. Yeah, that is exactly what is happening. <laughs> He likes all of my my female friends' tweets, and I'm just like, I hope people realize that this is not meant to be creepy in any way. I have never just taken like it a, to be that's such. That's good. He just wants to be a father to all daughters. Yeah. Well, and yeah. I'm very into it. Cool. Great. Yeah. He's a he's a good guy. Love John. Mm-hmm. Hi, Dad. You know that my father's name is also John. That's funny. And our name. Katie. I mean, mom's those are is... both wildly common, but... Your mom's name is? Joan. Oh, that's Brenda. Oh, you have John are... and Joan? Yeah, but I call my parents Big John and the Misses. <laughs> I've heard you call him Big John on podcasts before. Yeah. How big is he? Uh, you know, he's a big man. Give me dimensions? <laughs> no. You're asking for your dad's measurements? How much, how much volume does like, he display to like, a cylinder of it's water? Not, it's not an ironic nickname. Okay. It's cool. not like he's a big dude. Just because you're, you're fairly small. My mother is a teeny little bird woman. <laughs> yeah, so it's so That's tiny. rough. Oh, you have siblings too? or Yeah. Are they of normal size? Or? Yeah, they're both, they're tall human men. <laughs> I'm just thinking about your mom's well-being. Oh, yeah, yeah. She's so slight. I don't know how she did it. <laughs> Good job. Right? Good job, Joan. She's sturdy. Tell you what. Hmm. You gotta be. I was thinking a lot about, like, what are some questions that I would... Because I'd like to know more about you, but, like, <laughs> what, like, I don't know. You had this character that was very, like, 90s teen 
slash like getting out of high school and then never moved on character at one of the lady shows. <laughs> oh, and it reminded yes. me so much of so many people I knew in high school. Hey, don't and, ever change. Yeah. <laughs> It's really very good. Some people take it too literally. It, yeah, exactly. And was w- wondering if you had, because you had sort of like a raver outfit. <laughs> with the top, like, did you do raver stuff in high school or were you like... I didn't I at all. I picked up some flavors of like teen angst that I related to a lot. Yeah, I feel that was like a very, it was like a sliding doors version of myself. Uh-huh. Of I, like So in fact, at that time in my life in like high school in my younger years, I was uh, really, I really just wanted to be like my older brother and I was very, it was very masculine. And so that was like an, the, that character in particular and the costuming and things was like what I imagine I would have looked like in the nineties if I had been more aware that I was a gal and not, and not appropriating any trans experience. I knew that I was female, but I, didn't behave in any such way mm-hmm. that would indicate that, and I didn't really dress. I bought all of my clothes from Costco, <laughs> the men's section. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kirkland signature jeans. Yeah, I just wore like a lot of umbro shorts and like baseball jerseys. Yeah, and stairways. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Oh, okay, yeah. So fun at the end of the day, like, oh, what a day I had. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What a it's great! It's like taking off your doffing your cap and hanging up your uh, your beautiful blazer, and then just. <laughs> <rip>. <laughs> That was the era I was in high school, though. So, like, certainly when I was in grade 11, I think, like, rave culture was really big in my school. Mm-hmm. And I, it was like, uh, La, La Croix? What are you saying? La Croix? <laughs> sure, yeah. La like, Croix. that was the same. I, uh, I just had no sense of what other people, what other kids were doing. And then all of a sudden, just everyone was wearing these. Soothers and jinkos. Yeah, totally. And, and, like, the arm full of the candy bracelets. Beaded yeah. bracelets and giving them one another. And, like, they're all going God knows where on the weekends. And I was like, I just don't even have any connect. Where? We're going out to a field in Abbotsford. Totally. And I didn't know how any of them, like, found out about any of this or how, why. And I assumed that they were pretending to like the music because I could not see how possibly they were enjoying it. I didn't understand drugs. <laughs> it was a mystery. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, my, my, one of my best friends in high school, who's still one of my dearest friends today, Jasta, she's, she was the biggest rave kid. Like, she loved to rave, and I was just, like, her incredibly square friend who was like, don't do drugs! Right? Don't do E! Because they called it E then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now it's just MDMA or Molly. We called it E. It's a X. different thing. E has speed in it. Molly doesn't. I said so. I was a raver kid. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but she did, she went to all of those things and they, there were like web forums for them. Like, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so people would, would sort of organize that way. They'd organize trips out to like, for some reason, a lot of them were in Chilliwack or Abbotsford or right. out in the boonies where there's farmland and big barns and shit. So mm-hmm. we like had raves at like the Duncan community hall. I'm from the Sunshine Coast. And so we would take like. A bunch of people that would drive up to, like, Powell River, you take the ferry over to Comox, and then drive down to Duncan for (sighs) what... It's a long-ass drive, or you'd go the other way through the city, which was, like, less preferable, because you couldn't, like, drive with a carload of, like, too many people in the car. Right. Um, And then you just rave at, like, the community hall in Duncan that, like, presumably other people used on weekends at some point, but it's like, why are all these old couches here? How is there a huge fire pit out in the back? Like, it was just extremely, like... Loosey-goosey? Loosey-goosey forever. So maybe that's just, like, small-town life. Like, 
Yeah. We have those in the Roberts Creek Hall, too, but there was more rules or you had to be out at a certain time and blah, blah, blah. But certain places, it's like, I guess we were no Duncan because no one gives a shit. <laughs> I all Duncan Duncan for a reason. I have gone to one rave. I went to a single rave. an early morning sober rave. Ooh. Oh, I've heard, I heard you tell the story. <laughs> <laughs> Probably, because uh, those are all words that appeal to me greatly, particularly the early morning part. Uh-huh. And it was, uh, it was during my first trip to New York. And so uh, I'd seen this Facebook post going around. People were like, oh, my God, that's so cool. And it was it lined up dates-wise with when I was going to be there, which I thought was just meant to be. And uh, I was so excited. And I'm envisioning, because, again, it's my first time in New York, so I was envisioning that it was going to take place in, like, an abandoned streetcar or something crazy. Because <laughs> I, like, I t- and then get up super early in the morning, and I take the subway out from, like, Manhattan to Williamsburg. And I was like, I'm going on this big adventure. <laughs> and I show up at, like, 6 a.m. And I was like, oh, it's the gym. <laughs> it's just good marketing for the gym. <laughs> And I felt like such a room. I was like, okay, I guess I'm not. I mean, it was still very fun. That's a lovely way to start the day. With a rave? Like an aerobics class? Yeah, I mean, it wasn't, le- it was just longer, like, it was in a space that just was a gym, but then they had a DJ, and, like, <laughs> and people were... Mimosas, or... Yeah. And, like, no, more, like, smoothies and stuff. Mm-hmm. So this is really the perfect rave for you. It was perfect. That's Although so I will nice. say that there was, like, a definite changing of the guard like because it went from about i think it went from like 5 30 a.m to 10 or something but so just in time for church yeah well in a weekday so like eight oh catholic church but like 8 30 or so the people who like go to that gym in the mornings typically before work started to leave and like get dressed and leave and go to work and they are just like what a nice way to start the day but there's, you know, it's Williamsburg, so there's all these kids who, like, just have trust funds and stuff and don't do anything. And they had arrived a little later. Uh, and they were not sober. <laughs> they had probably come off of another party. This is just, this a, yeah, and, like, hours. they're kind of arriving more like the 9 a.m. to, like, 10 a.m. And then it was, like, a much different vibe. I'm like, oh, it's way too light for you to be grinding like that in here. <laughs> Daytime grinding is not comfortable. Right? Like, I feel like you have to be under the cover There's, like, a yin yoga class that you can see going on. You're like, what are you doing? They're trying to open up their chakras, and you're over here trying to open up someone's trousers. (laughs) Yeah. That's bad. I'm sorry. (laughs) I don't even know how yin yoga works, even though it's the only kind of yoga I've ever done, because it's slow. (laughs) Don't go too quickly. I don't want to (laughs) sweat. Yeah. Unless you're in, like, a Korean spa. And I really want to sweat, yeah. If I'm wearing somebody else's weird, over-bleached scrubs, then yeah, yeah. I definitely want to sweat in them. It creates a layer between me and someone else's sweat. <laughs> you always look at me so disappointedly. I well, know, <laughs> I, just, I wish you were more comfortable with your body, that's all. <laughs> it's okay to be sweaty. I've been going to hot yoga, so I know. Oh, <laughs> yeah. you know this place, bodies are disgusting. Sure. They're so bad. They're so cool, though. They get all wet and they smell. My favorite thing about hot yoga is looking at people's bodies. (laughs) (laughs) They're so neat. They can move in all kinds of weird shapes. That person has four butt cheeks. Yeah. Yeah, butts is a big part of it. (laughs) The four-lobed butt. Butts are a big part of yoga. I've been enjoying the studio that I've been going to. I went to a fitness class yesterday that was like... It's yoga and, like, aerobics with weights kind of thing. And so I went to one, and it, like, murdered my body because I've never done that before. Uh 
and the woman running the class like was pretty sadistic in <laughs> she was really like I love seeing you guys suffer like she said that out loud but like in a fun Whoa. way and it was in a, a fun way. way in a fun I don't care for that yeah so but luckily like the the culture of the studio is that no one's really like a fitness competitive person mm. or like an extremely fit person it's all just like east van scrubs like me and a lot of, like, older South Asian ladies that just really love the heat, and they're just basking in the heat. And so they just kind of do whatever they want. And some of it's part of the class, and some of it's just lying on the ground, or some of it's doing something different. And so everyone kind of has the, like, the freedom to just go at your own pace. Mm -hmm. It's very nice. And so when this woman was, like, it was one of her first classes that she had done at the studio, and she's like, okay, well, if one of you stops, then we're going to keep going for, like, 15 more seconds. And everyone in the class was like, no. (laughs) (laughs) And she was like... Okay. <laughs> so she's like, I guess you can take a rest if you want to. Like, she's used to working, like, somewhere that's more, like, sure. boot camp, you know? Push well, it. Well, yeah, some people I'll love that. Real good. No, I hate tough love. Me too. I can't, well, I came out of athletics mm-hmm. into uh-huh. comedy. I was a, you know, an, an athlete prior to this. And so I came out, like, from the time I was a kid. I, like, one of my first coaches, I remember his, his, his phrase that he used to say all the time was, pain is your friend. Mm. And so no, I, and I, well, I really come from this, like, very self-disciplined, like, push yourself and, like, and it, I really equ- became to be equated with, like, moral value as well. Oh, of, like, uh-huh. you know, the, if are you, you suffer for it. Totally. Like, you, and because it, and it's kind of how I was raised. Overcome like, your body, basically. Well, and kind of, of, like, oh, aren't you good? And, like, you know, that dangerous stuff like that. Uh, and so I will also, and I push myself very hard, so I d- do not need, and it's like the work that I have done as an adult is to like stop punishing my body that way of like, <laughs> I need to find a lot more balance. Cause also, mm-hmm. yeah, like if you, and if you pose any kind of challenge of it, well, yeah, I can do more pushups and then like, whatever, like I can't, it's a big problem. Mm-hmm. So I'm doing so much work anytime I'm in a class to actively like not, sign up for, like, the fitness challenge or, like, the whatever it is. And be like, do I, am I, do I get a gold star now? <laughs> so I do not need, like, I definitely need to, like, do your own thing, listen to your body, yeah, like, that kind of thing. Yeah, all different modifications that you can do. Oh, my God, yeah. follow the Chris plan for sure. You'll be listening to your body in no time flat. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> Nothing sinister okay. at all. You're just very much uh, in tune with yourself. You Ooh. like being it's in your body. You like yeah, yeah, yeah. having it and working with it. But I'm trying I to I'm trying to like have a little bit of push myself because I'm very much like, eh, it's hard I'm quitting. Ah, yeah, we need like, we, yeah, we're, we both have some balance to find. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but I, uh, in neither case do we need to like, push it, ladies! The ladies kills me. <laughs> yes. It's also a very mixed gender class, even oh, for like the fitnessy class, which nice. I thought was very cool. So I've been That's enjoying working. the environs and it's like in a yeah, sauna, yeah. so it's pretty dope. nice. Yeah. Dope. Dope. Yeah. yeah. I love I love my gym very much. It's uh there are definitely competitive people there, uh, mm-hmm. but nobody's in competition with each other. There are no fitness challenges. There's, like, who can bring in the most canned goods at Christmas or something Whoa, like that. Oh, like, that's really cute. I like it. it. Or it's, like, if you bring in a certain amount or you donate a certain amount, then all the coaches have to deadlift, like, a kilogram for each dollar or whatever that you post. And at first it was, like, oh, they'll do it all in one. And then they were, like, oh, yeah, no one can lift 800 kilograms. <laughs> like, that's not going to work. Right. But So they would do it in, like... Two hundreds oh, or whatever. That's really just... not the right attitude. <laughs> Why don't you just get stronger, you puss? <laughs> yeah. No, but I love it. It's a, it's a it's a great place for me because they push me just enough. Because uh, I've said this on the pod before, but like, it costs enough that I can't justify not going. Mm-hmm. So and it's very personal. Like I get three personal training sessions a month, and it's all 
specifically tailored to my bod, so I like it a lot, and my butt's really strong now. Dope! Can, very dope. I can control each lobe independently. Can you see? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm so sad for all of you that this is a visual medium and you don't get to see Katie's lobe work. <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't get to see Katie Ellen's amazing dance before she walked in the house either, which was very, it was like oh. a modified robot. It was very elegant and, mm. and, and chill. I liked it very much. I got moves. She has moves mm-hmm. in your space space age jacket that you got from Forever Twenty One. Yeah, you know. shiny, <laughs> yeah. shiny. You look like you're in a Backstreet Boys video. Thank you so much. You're so welcome. <laughs> They're my favorite. A number of people have also uh, mentioned that it is similar to some attire from a Missy Elliott video. Ooh, so all really, in all, I'm just uh-huh. like I'm really, really pleased. Just murdering with the that 1999, 2000 vibe. Yes, yeah, that millennial. Well, partly vibe. it's funny you were talking about mm-hmm. because uh, I didn't dress like a teen girl when I was a teen girl yes. at that era. And so now that that fashion is coming back, I am just leaning all the way in. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you gotta have, the, uh, gotta have some plaid flannel tied around your waist or something like that. Yes! Yeah, you got the sick-ass the cap, which we started talking about and then failed to continue talking yeah, about. Yeah, I'm getting the... I've got bodysuits going. I'm getting... I, oh, with like the snaps in the crotch? You have if you're lucky, some I don't. Some don't have the snaps. Like, you just gotta pull it to the side. No, I just gotta or... like get fully naked every time. <laughs> yeah, basically. Just like, well, here I am at a restaurant in the bathroom, <laughs> nude like a psycho. <laughs> a romper. Oh, uh, okay. So I'm thinking when you say bodysuit, I'm thinking like just the long sleeves that snap in the crotch. Yeah, like, yeah. Just like okay, so that is what you're. But talking they about don't there. all have snaps. Like snaps is key. I'm too long bodied to have ever worn those in oh, my life there you because go. I used to I danced very. Very briefly as a child and even as a six-year-old child I was very tall through the through the torso Dope. and I would I would get in there and I'd snap it <laughs> shut and then they would just snap open and smack <laughs> me in the face which is oh, not boy. great when your crotch comes up to meet you that quickly not great <laughs> not great I was like I hate this I don't want to do this anymore oh no my I'm just like waist and then like waist and then like an inch after that is my tits just like no <laughs> Body to yeah, speak basically. of. <laughs> yeah. So bodies is, yeah, it was like, there's ages. So overrated. So bodies. much room. <laughs> you don't need yeah. that much room for your intestines. Apparently not. You can live upside, inside of your rib cage and stuff like that. It's probably too. a lot easier to poop into a jar if you're short. Well, oh I, mean, I had no problem carrying around my purse either. <laughs> <laughs> that is fantastic. So the, okay, the hat, I, I, I have it written down and then underlined because of the hat. Sure. Um... These hats, the, the lady show hats, they are, sorry, there's only one other snapback hat, I think, that is a piece of merchandise in Vancouver Comedy. It's the new Little Mountain Gallery hats. Yeah, also a dope lid. Also a pretty dope lid, but same with the, they have the green and the brim, so they, yeah. for me, How the way I wear it? a hat, it would look exactly the same. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Fairly tall, so no one can see the top unless I bend down like a like a gentleman, ah. which of course I do all the time. As a petite lady and I wear the limb pretty low, it's just like I feel invisible. Which is my face is obscured and I can't see anyone's eyes. And I'm like a child that way. I'm like, well, I can't see their eyes. Obviously. I'm invisible. I'm, I'm invisible. <laughs> I can't, I'll just take this comically oversized lollipop for myself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, I think I heard you say something about how it felt like coming home when you put the hat on the first time. Like it just like was the cap, like the literal cap on your outfit. <laughs> That's right. So uh, yeah, so I am a co-producer of The Lady Show, which uh, is a live show here in Vancouver where With we- With Pascas Morgan Brayton. <laughs> That's right. Pascas Morgan Brayton. Uh, Who we love. Yeah. And I, the show is a, uh, it's a variety show or sketch and stand up and character work and some collective 
large musical numbers and things like that, mm-hmm. all with a focus on intersectional feminism. And this hat is a flat brim black cap. And yeah, absolutely. I believe that this hat made me the person I was always supposed to be. <laughs> You're like Frosty the Snowman. Yeah, it brought you to really, life. really coming to my own. It, it turns must have out been some magic. Yeah, it turns out this is uh, this is who I was supposed to be. How, just, how is that? I've never been a hat person, so I don't understand. But it brings that the youthful boyishness back into that's things what it from, is. Yeah, from yeah. your youth. I've always been a hat person, but I used to wear more like uh, you know vintage '40s pillbox things. Oh, that would probably you probably look great with victory rolls. Yeah, it's a lot more work, though. Yeah, I would I would never do it. <laughs> but that is honestly, that was my look on stage for quite a while, to the extent that someone recently asked me if I was going to do uh, that character I used to do again. And it took me the longest time, and they were like, yeah, we're like kind of a, like a throwback. And and yeah, that's what they are like, yeah, munitions factory worker. And I was like, oh, no, that was just me. That's just how I talk. <laughs> oh, my goodness. If you were to do that again, you just have to throw on, like, a mid-Atlantic accent to, like, oh, why, I never. Well, that's right, yeah. yeah. I used to talk, I had some jokes and stuff to kind of address how I was uh, dressed and things. But that's just how I felt most confident, but it is a lot more work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and high fam like, is hard. Yeah, I like to get dolled up and whatnot, but, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, ever since I got this cap, I can really... Uh, Wear sneakers on stage now. Nice. It's a new life. Oh, I got Tessa. Tessa bought me. My wife bought me a um a crop top that says Tomboy Femme. I was like, that's my gender <laughs> for sure. Or I, gentleman Mom is the other one that I am. Ooh, <laughs> those are both so great. Yeah. No, they're both they're both very accurate because I'm like twenty percent a boy. I think not gender wise. Like I I'm I'm totally a cis woman, but I'm a little bit of a boy. Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. a little bit. Just like a <laughs> dirtbag kind of vibe. <laughs> I got a real dirt bag inside of me. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> He's <Nice>. awesome. <laughs> I relate to that. That's yeah. That's the smoke weed eat Doritos kind of person. Yeah. That smoke lives weed eat Doritos. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I uh, and the hat really it brings it when I wear my, I wear it all the time when I wear athletic wear I wear it to the gym and I'm like this is a power hat this hat makes me feel strong this hat makes me feel invisible to men. <laughs> Which yeah, is yeah, great. Yeah. Uh, I wore a uh, fly cap to the sober rave, mm-hmm. and when I got to the door and realized I was at the gym, I was like, oh, right. And then the gentleman at the door, you know, Williamsburg gym guy, was like, hey, look at that hat. <laughs> and I was like, hey, look at that statement. That's almost a compliment. <laughs> Like, I'm not already uncomfortable enough here. I came... I, it's 6 a.m. and I'm at a day rave at the gym. Yeah, I flew across the continent. Not specifically for this, but still, I've come a long way. Yeah, be cool, man. Alone, 6 a.m. Oh, good. When did you, have you, was the morning person thing like something that came out of being an athlete? Or is it just you? It's impossible to know because I started mm. swimming when I was nine. So, I imagine... That it wasn't there, mm-hmm. but there's really no way to tell because mm-hmm. I was barely a human before. Uh, but yeah, so from the time I was quite young, so from like 13 on, would be getting up on the regular at 4.30 in the morning. And so, yeah. And I think now that, I think it might just be, naturally that is where my rhythm's reside because that is yeah that's where I feel the most productive and the most tuned in and 
which is not appropriate for comedy. I was going to say all. it doesn't no. really seem to jive with actually no. shows and things. No, like. I have one time got to do stand up comedy at six thirty in the morning, and I was a completely different performer. <laughs> that was like, the keynote, right? Yeah, the... so animated. I was just so full of life. <laughs> you're pretty fucking animated at like eleven o'clock at night when you're on stage. I guess, so, but, but we all know you're faking just, like, it. Next level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, you know, I've got to get hopped up on the kombucha. Was there, yeah, you do. Was there, uh, was there anybody there at that time or? Yeah, it was pretty decent, actually. There was like wow. at least 40 people or so. What? At 6 a.m.? Like, I can't fill a room with 40 people on like a normal night sometimes. I know. And some of them had been there all night. Wow. You know, I was on top of the world because I had slept all night and I had just gotten up and it was summer and like just so gorgeous and everything. I was on top of the world. One of the best days of my life. Hmm. So good to start with comedy. There's not many yes. opportunities to do that. I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. It, enough that it almost inspired me. Where I the kind of person who was like, oh yeah, I have room to take on another thing. You're yeah, like start yeah, like a croissant and comedy kind of right, thing. like a breakfast pre work. <laughs> no, I don't know. No, <laughs> not everything has to be a portmanteau, Katie, but it could be coffee, croissants, orange juice. All those things could totally pair... Orange juice. <laughs> all right. You but fuck a, off. All of those things could pair really nicely with comedy, like getting it out of that nightclub, like everyone has to be like drunk and belligerent. It's like, yeah. how about attentive and polite? <laughs> brunch comedy in Portland, because it's Portland. Yeah, oh, yeah, Seattle yeah, used to have a brunch There's show. actually quite a few, um, especially like one-offs. Comedy Cellar's got like a 1, 1 p.m. on Sunday brunch show. Yeah. No, it's, um, I have more fun doing it there than anywhere else I'd say just because they have a more variety of shows like yeah it feels like almost every show is the same here in terms of how it's run and mm-hmm. the way that it's run and the type of people they're trying to serve because uh, we are mm-hmm. often I think trying to hit not the lowest common denominator but just like the most common denominator to get actual sure. people to come to your stuff so you want to appeal to as broad an audience as possible but by trying to be broad you turn away like a specialty audience which can be way more intensely devoted like mm-hmm. like foxhole or like the lady yeah, show yeah or like the lady show the lady show sells out pretty much every single time and it's usually when i go it's like i see like familiar faces every single time it's like oh my friend this my friend there yay like yes it's really nice and it's always at the like always kind of not that you're not attracting new people but i like that there's a lot of repeat customers yeah one interesting thing is that i usually ask off the top like who has been to the lady show before and who is the first time and like across the board, it is almost always fifty percent return, fifty oh, cool. percent new. It is perfect, except it never grows. Like it's all because like it's just it's the same amount of people every time. Yeah. Because sometimes like you know regulars can't make it, but there's always new people to make that up. Mm-hmm. But it never. You would think that at some point there'd be some exponential growth with like mm. new people coming, but it always seems to be like it just evens out around the same number, mm-hmm. and there's usually about and it just is always like. 50% new people and 50% return. Interesting. Well, measuring by applause is a difficult metric. No. No, no, no it's no. I stand by scientific. <laughs> no, no, no. If I, any comedy contest I've ever can... been. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The applause meter is infallible. <laughs> I did uh, uh, a 100 quitter, like the, the finale show, like with all the winners from the previous 12 months getting together uh, and, and competing. And Steve Letts won the one I did. And he brought, like, 40 people to Seven Dining Lunch. Like, you didn't need to do that. You would have won anyway. Because <laughs> you simply are the funniest one out of all of us. I mean, but I brought nobody, I'm so. I'm just going to leave that to chance. Yeah. Why not? Like, I mean, you can get $100. <laughs> and, you know, notoriety, I guess. Eh. <laughs> I forget who won anything. Yeah. Ever. Except Gavin Matz. But just back to the, like, the lady show, I wonder if it's, like... 
the new person then brings another new person, and they're so excited because they went the last time that they buy their tickets really fast. Maybe. Like, I wonder, because you guys sell out pretty quickly usually, too. Well, now since we've moved, since we've moved to mm. the larger venue, oh, yeah. we, you know, we have, uh, we've got room to accommodate, so it's not, uh, we don't run into the same issue we did when we were at Little Mountain Gallery, so mm-hmm. we now perform at the Redgate Review stage on Granville Island. Um, so, yeah, it's not, we don't have the same, people, there's not the same urgency mm-hmm. in terms of selling out, so mm-hmm. if anyone was ever thinking of coming, and they thought, you know, it'll probably sell out, I'm not going to risk it by showing up at the door. Show up at the door. Nice. Come on out to the Red Gate. Grimble and yes. a little off the beaten path, like, for transit and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, certainly. It's a, it's a destination viewing this time, but, uh, it's but fun, though. the theater is so nice. It's so it, nice. It, like anything, it'll probably do really well once it gets a little nicer out and people, like... Oh, mm-hmm. I'll just wander down play. to Grand Yeah, because then it's like, oh, I'll go to Grand Island and grab some dinner and then go see a show. Like, make it an evening. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You can make you a night take, out of it. You could take the little ferry there. That's true. <laughs> take the little have dinky a little, boat. Have a little boat. You guys should have a little promo video of, like, on the little ferry. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of things we should have. <laughs> I shouldn't have said shit. Sorry. <laughs> I, uh, I, I've gotten really into the idea of variety shows lately. Like, I love the lady show very much. I want to get more involved there. And uh, I'm just telling you. Like, I want yeah, to get yeah. more involved there. Uh, and we're t- looking at doing, like, a one-off with my friend Nicholas, who is the singer of the Dreadnoughts. And so he's, like, the music side, sort of. He's really tapped into that audience. And then, mm-hmm. uh, like, I know comedians, and you know both. So... It's a pretty, yeah. it's a pretty good cohort uh, to throw something up there, but we because Nick and I went to see Paul Anthony's Talent Time, which Just we had, the great. we had never I'd never been before, and it was oh, the last one. What a gift! Mm-hmm. It was so funny and there they have it he did an intro video i guess and it's one of the mm-hmm. funniest fucking things i've ever seen where he's just like yeah, flying yeah. through the air to try to get to talent time on time paul anthony is so extraordinary and what he has built with that show is just so special and there's such an energy during the show and one of the things from the get go when it used to be at the billmore even i one of the things i always was struck by is that there's just such sincerity mm-hmm. oh, yeah. in it. And the audience, particularly starting out, now the audience is much more varied, but starting out the audience was very deep hipster. Mm. And at that era of that of hipsterdom <laughs> too, they're just drenched in irony. Yes. You know, they weren't, nobody took anything seriously. And then he would, and Paul would source these performers who... Are so deeply sincere. Yeah. And it would be so beautiful and it would be maybe the only moment of sincerity that most people in that audience experience for the month like, could you actually see the layers falling away uh, like by looking at their faces kind of like and just yeah. seeing the response well because things? i think and when people would be introduced you know whether it'd be like an accordion player or like a tarot card reader or whatever they were doing or like a cowboy poet or something like that like everyone you could see like this is gonna be hilarious who's, who's doing that character do we recognize like blah, blah, blah. yeah yeah totally but like, then you'd be like no. yeah it's not hilarious it's just beautiful it's just it's beautiful just someone whose heart is so legitimately in something presenting something for you here in this moment in this space that we're all in together that we're only in in this second it's such a bait and switch because you think it's going to be ironic and silly yes. and then you're like oh he is the, we're dead serious about this this child contortionist yeah and she's super good. She's so good. <laughs> she's so good. Very good stage presence. Ten years old. Delightful. Forgot her name. Oh my goodness. But I was. We were talking about the uh, the old fella that he has come up to sing sometimes. I think his name is Harry. Mm-hmm. And he sang this beautiful tune mm-hmm. uh, called Vancouver, My Heaven. Yeah. And I was just like. 
I just love, there's something about a, an old man singing warbly and unaccompanied mm-hmm. to uh, a room of angel-headed hipsters, you know? It's just, like, such a beautiful thing. And, yeah. Yeah, it was wonderful. And I, I love that there are still things that are trying to do that in mm-hmm. the city. Because it, it, it sort of seems like sometimes we, we're just like, what about this idea? Will this get people in the door? But yeah. it's like, if you actually build something that's really sincere and really like serious about being entertaining and loving, then people will come because mm-hmm. we're all very hungry for that. I think mm-hmm. even if you're like, well, I just don't even care. Like, I don't even think about these things. Yeah, you do. Well, and I think it depends. Like sometimes people will say like, you know, it's very difficult to pair something like music with comedy or it's like, you know, it's tough to be a musician or pardon me, a comedian following a musician mm-hmm. because, you know, a musician is able to access such deep feeling mm-hmm. in such an immediate way that is like very challenging to do yeah. as, a, as a joke teller and so it can be tough uh, as pairing but I think there's something to be said for when yeah when you're booking these things if you find a common note between the acts even if they're doing wildly different things and mm-hmm. usually it is just like it's some sort of grain we were talking on the way over here about you know for for me my act, I want it to be anyway, ultimately hopeful. Mm-hmm. And so if that's a through line, like if you, if whatever act that I'm working with, if there's, if that's similar, it doesn't, it doesn't have to be that, but like whatever it is, or mm-hmm. I've also done shows, uh, I was very blessed to be part of a community, uh, that was a variety show called mouth versus Mike. Hmm. Uh, and it was started by a hip hop performer, SD elements, shout out to SD. <laughs> uh, and, so most of the performers, or a lot of the performers, came out of that community. But the only thing that uh, the mandate was, they was just like people that spoke into microphones. <laughs> so sometimes they'd be like beatboxers, and so there would be b-boys and stuff too, b-girls. But um, often it was like spoken word mm-hmm. and singer-songwriters and MCs. And then because also comedians spoke, spoke speak into mics, <laughs> like now. <laughs> Uh, you know, they ended up inviting some comedians, but that can be a really tough room if, like, you know, if you're following an MC with a dope DJ or something, yeah. and then you're like, well, I'm gonna, uh, you know, just talk about... I was gonna break it, bring it back down now. Like, so, sometimes I get um, so, so scared of stuff. Um, <laughs> but I was really blessed to be embraced by that community, which I always attributed to the fact that my actor, at least, you know, I would very deliberately choose to do material where I was very vulnerable because the other acts in the show mm. were doing that. Uh, people yeah. are going up and doing spoken word things, or they're doing very personal raps, and it was like a very high conscious style show. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I think if I had gone up, and it, like, there's very easy in comedy to create, like the reason I got into comedy is to control how people laugh at me. <laughs> you know, like I'm just an insane control freak, and so it's, like, <laughs> it's so easy to put up a wall yeah. with comedy. Uh, but so I, as I get older and I try more and more to be the opposite and just be open with it because it's, it's a controlled environment and I'm being very deliberate up there. It's very hard in natural life to cut down those barriers. But if I'm making a choice of what I'm trying to say, I can like consciously try. "Uh, Here's. My soft insides. <laughs> Please don't poke them with a the sharp stick. Yeah, and yeah. You, see, you see that other people have done that before you in the show, and nobody's gotten attacked, so it's good. It's right. like right. Okay, well, I and it'd be like you know, very 
very unfair to watch them do that and then go be like, have you guys seen this fucking commercial? <laughs> like, just being be insane. It would really, really flip the tone, and I think people would probably be kind of, like, disappointed anyway. Yeah, well, it's already tough to hold attention in a room like that because, you mm-hmm. you know, people, you know, as a musician, people can chat <laughs> during music in a way that they don't always, you know, if you're... But so if that's kind of what's going on in the room, it can be tough to Pull time. back and get them to mm-hmm. stop fucking talking for a second. Yeah. Yeah. It is really hard. Uh, I, uh, we do um, our New Year's party that we hold every year in the basement here. Right. We do comedy and, and music. Right. And I have to yell at people a lot. For sure. To shut the well, fuck up. Well, that's such a tough night, too. <laughs> it, you know what? Like, once you get them to shut up, it's fine. Like, they just aren't oh, yeah. aware that they're so audible. Like, because it's course. just things bounce off the wall down there. And it's just anything anybody's chatting in the back, you can hear them, no problem. Mm-hmm. So I'd just be like, um... Stop talking, stop talking. And somebody got really mad at me for shushing them, but whatever, I don't care. Yeah. I don't even care. I totally still care. (laughs) But that sounds like a really amazing show. And so is that kind of, that vulnerability, and you're saying the same through line, so having that when you're booking the Lady Show or other kinds of projects, so like, what is the one kind of thing that ties people together? Yeah, well, and the Lady Show is a great example. Like, we, just, when we look for our guests in the Lady Show, you know, it is, or the... You know, we have, it's a comedy show, so fundamentally they have to bring comedy. Although we have had, we've had one musician uh, who's wonderful, but, Mm -hmm. you know, songs were very, were funny as well. So really it is this, like, you know, we have, we've created a show now and we have set up an expectation with our audience and an an enormous amount of trust as well. I think that we're going to, like, take care of them and nothing's going to, we're not going to have a guest that is going to like just wildly upset anyone or these <laughs> kinds of things. So they really just have to kind of be in line with our uh, sort of philosophies or just that we mm-hmm. feel that, uh, you know, we can trust them with this audience that we so are, admire and are yeah, grateful I'm not, for. I'm not going to put up Andrew Dice Clay or something like that. Nah, I mean, if he's in town, like, he wants to. Like, <laughs> I would love to see you do an Andrew Dice Clay impression. On <laughs> My very really dear friend, Kevin Banner, hilarious <laughs> comedian. Yes, he is very funny. Uh, years ago, started doing <laughs> do this character uh, called Katie Dice Clay, <laughs> where he would just do my jokes In his as voice? Andrew Dice Clay. <laughs> I want to see this really a lot. Yeah, it's very very sweet, and it was like these are my early on jokes too. So now when he does it, it's like extra weird for me, extra funny. I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot I even told that joke. <laughs> I like Kevin Banner. He is a funny, funny man. Yeah, he's lovely. Yeah, we like we like other comedians mostly. Mm-hmm. Mostly, yeah. I just I'm really I'm just liking the sort of through line that you've kind of presented for like this story today. I guess where it was like looking at like being a tomboyish kid and like being super into athletics and then going into this like high femme yeah, with, the, yeah. with the roles and the whatever and then kind of coming back to like finding a balance <laughs> in between like. You still got like the weaponized femininity nails. <laughs> That's like. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How long have you been but, doing that for? <laughs> oh, uh, so many years now. Uh, they are beautiful oval claws. Thank you so much. <laughs> I'm scared of them a little. Don't like pull my I would eyes say, out. yeah, I would say, God, like maybe a decade. Holy shit! I know. A year for each nail. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. That's I think very it, stupid. No, I liked it. <laughs> Every once in a while, you know, I take them off briefly. Mostly, uh, the only impetus for ever taking them off has been, like, once a year I end up doing that drag character of mine. What? Oh, are you not familiar with Jaden Basie? 
ocean. I don't know no Jaden Basie. <laughs> you gotta know Jaden. I gotta know Jaden. <laughs> any any friends with the other Jaden? Jaden Smith. God, I wish. I love Jaden Smith. Me too. <laughs> I think we got into this on Twitter yes, recently. Yes, we did. We did. We did. Just like I love him. I love his skirts. And was like, he's stupid. That family's dumb. Like, eat my poo. Yeah. <laughs> Literally eat my shit. <laughs> Goodness, I mean, the Pickett Smith children will lead us to the future. Yes. Absolutely, they are so beautiful, and I am just into them being themselves yes. and just very lucky to get to bear witness to it. <laughs> Did you watch the Get Down? No, I love him in the Get Down. He's so good. He's like the sweet graffiti artist boy, oh boy. and just like big fro and big dreams. And then he goes to one party where it's like in Soho in the sixties or. No, it's not in the 60s. Late 70s, like, early 80s. No, the show took place in, like, the late 80s, early 90s kind of thing. So it was just, like, very cool, gender-bendy, like, rainbow party. It was amazing. Yeah, so, it's on my list of things to watch. But, yeah, so I do a... I do a... I have a... How ma- are we spelling Jaden Basie? Oh, the last name is up for debate. It's kind of... <laughs> <laughs> um, I, just, I just... It's such a douchey name. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's the only name he could have. Uh, yeah, so it's this, it's a male comedian character that I do, and I usually end up doing it about once a year, and so I I you know I real commit, so I take the I take the claws off. <laughs> I can't. I need to see this. Sure. Sure. Once sure. A year, just randomly. Can we? Can, we, can like, we talk to Jaden? <laughs> <laughs> no. no. We did. Uh, the last time the last time Jaden played Vancouver <laughs> was uh, <laughs> during last year's. JFL Northwest on uh, Andy Kindler's alternative show. Oh, nice. Yeah, it was a big coming out for us. <laughs> it's very, very freeing and very cathartic to perform because he was sort of born out of when I was first starting comedy. I was very theatrical and precious, and I was not doing well at the clubs. <laughs> and but I was like, oh, if it was just this dickhead, I would destroy. So I kind of so like be made, the dickhead. Yeah, you want to see in the world. Yeah, 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 yeah. And the longer I'm in comedy, and the more uh, things that frustrate me, or the more bad comedy I see, the better Jaden gets. <laughs> it's like you're siphoning all of that terribleness and like turning it into a new little jewel that you can put out into the world. Yeah. Although, oh my God, there's so much inspiration for him now. That's what I'm saying. So like, with the more awful experiences I have, and like the more awful people that I work with, the better. His act gets. <laughs> and, but ironically, so like when I sort of conceived this character, I was like, oh, if I was just this character, I would destroy. And then, like the first TV spot festival I ever got, I had submit, I submitted a tape of Jaden, which is 100% why they phoned me. I didn't end up, like we were talking about that that's what I would perform as. And what I, like, you know, I think they, the like the writing and things of the character, but. Like, it was, it was looking very close, like he was going to get on TV before I did. Oh, my God. <laughs> Which I thought was, like, too perfect. And I was like, yeah. I'm, and, like, at a certain point, I'm just going to lo- Like, I'm just going to go all in and be like, yeah, this is just who I am now. This is just who I am now. It's this, douche, this douchey boy. Yeah. But it's also, like, it's so interesting. It's, like, one of those, like, contrived documentaries. Like, it's, like, fat like me or whatever. Like, I have, I have this whole experience of now I'm in a green room as a dude and I see, like, people who I casually know and things come back and there's, like, all you just get a head nod and, like, and then late, it'd be much later in the night someone would be like, oh, my God, 
I did not know that was you. <laughs> Holy like, shit. Like, a fest person came back, and they were just like, oh, I just thought you were someone up from L.A. And I was like, yeah, because that's what he looks like. Holy shit. And it's so freeing, and no one ever expects any emotional labor from you, and no one comes up to, like, <gasps> run bits, and no one asks you if you're okay, and no one asks if you're mad at them, or oh any of that God. shit. Like, it's literally, <laughs> that's, the, like, all you get is, like, it's before you're set, and all you have to deal with is people being like, hey, man. Hey, what's up? Yeah. Holy oh shit. God. So fucking great. It's insane. It's nobody, ugh, the fucking, I, I actually That's like so helping people with their bits or like if, if they want to run something by me, like, is this bad? <laughs> is it bad if I do this joke? I'm like, well, I'm glad you're asking me because. You are the barometer for everyone. Like, well, it's Jackie, hey. Jackie Hoffer gets the same thing. My, my twin, <laughs> yeah. look exactly identical. And <laughs> there's no difference whatsoever between the two of us. <laughs> same fucking person. We've both been in the same place at the same time multiple times and still been mistaken for each other. But anyway, she she and I were just like, yeah, we get, both of us get a lot of guys asking, is this joke okay? And then it's never okay. It's never okay. And I'm like, it's not okay. And they're like, well, okay, I'm going to try it anyway. I was like, okay, okay. Why did we even do just, this then? Just non-threatening queer joke consultancy. Of yeah, business. you should charge. Esquire. Yeah, well, Hello, I want to. I'm like five dollars. <laughs> that's not that much. If it's you not. Want. That's very reasonable. I've been getting a lot lately of like, it's not. I'm not everyone's go to for like, is this okay? And uh, you know, which I'm thankful of. But I've now I'm getting like, especially when I'm on the road with someone, it's their like, hey, let me tell you, like, it's their take on this me too or oh, my God. privilege or something like that, and and I don't. I don't usually just have any reaction at all because the whole time they're telling me the joke, internally I'm just getting frustrated and I'm battling the desire of like, it's not even a matter of whether it's funny or not because I'm just like, well, I wonder if they want me to explain the concepts that they're clearly trying to tackle but they don't get. I'm not going to if they don't ask me to. I kind of want to. Yeah. But that's going to open a whole other can of worms that like, do we need to get into this? And we're stuck in a car for like how much longer? kind of one? Cause that's, that's also not the thing. Like they're, they're getting the reaction of I'm not laughing and they get that part. And that usually is kind of the whole conversation. That's usually <laughs> enough, but I'm just kind of biting my tongue. Cause I'm dying now. Cause I can't, I'm like, that's so simplistic. Have you ever listened to a person? Yes. Have you ever? Ever really listened to a woman? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You listen to a woman. <laughs> She's had it up to here with your shit. In Brian Adams' voice, just picture it. Nice, I like that's, it. Uh, but that sounds so frustrating. Yeah. And it's like, so you're getting that, like, not necessarily to be the arbitrator, but then what do you do? Do you just, like, you have to swallow it down? Just, like, their audience. Well, yeah, basically. and then, well, then you also, they, like, you know, obviously then I don't laugh, and then they do the, like, oh, okay, like, okay. I get it, and you're like, oh, but you don't, like, oh, honey, you, you don't. just think that I don't think it's funny, but that's not a problem. It's like, you're funny. That I get, comedically, it works. It's got the right beats and things. Uh, fundamentally, it is just wrong. <laughs> so, it's not funny to, to me. You. Like, it's, like, 100% that joke will work. That joke will work at the club every time. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's that's because people are monsters. Yeah, because so. I'm like, at best, it's not making things worse. <laughs> that's oh, like Jesus the best Christ. it has going for it. But it's like uh, p- potentially it's it is because <laughs> it's a you know it's a you know it's an easy take or it's a simplistic take or it's like this or like yeah you know or there's those little things where you're like well what I'm here like yeah 
oh, you think that that's just, like, silly. But what I'm hearing is you, like, even if it's, like, a really outlandish, silly concept, what I'm hearing is, like, oh, this is how women can prevent being assaulted. You know, you're like, oh, you think you've done this, like, silly thing. Yeah, how about I disagree with your premise. But that's it. It's like, but fundamentally there's a thing in it where it's like, well, you're actually perpetuating a super dangerous idea. (laughs) So. I don't know how to explain to you that you should care about other people. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, and (laughs) they're not callous jokes. Usually, like, they're not, they never at anyone's expense. They're always just, they're simple. They just misunderstand complex thing. Well, that's, I mean, it's, they, they think they care, but they've never actually tried to have empathy for somebody with a different mm-hmm, life mm-hmm. experience as mm-hmm. them because they've never been asked to. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's just, they've never, it's never been demanded of them. And so when they ask other people to do this labor for them, they think it's like asking you to help them like move a couch or something like that. Like, of course I'll help you. I'm right here. Why don't I do it? But they don't realize that you're getting asked this by a lot of different people. (laughs) You've already had this exact scenario brought before you several times and you've had to act like it's not a cat bringing you a dead squirrel. (laughs) Like, good job. (sighs) Like, (laughs) like, what are you even supposed to say? Cause if you don't, if you are not nice about it, they're like, Oh, Katie's a bitch. Oh God, I wish. (laughs) You wish that they would just call you a bitch and leave you alone? Or? Yeah, I mean, that has been a real TSN turning point for me of, of late. Uh, that uh, only recently have I, from being more outspoken in my act and just in general, uh, definitely less people talk to me. And I'm sure at one time in my life that would have really bothered me, but now I just keep thinking, like, God, if I knew <laughs> that you would just straight up ignore me, I would have been talking about being a feminist years ago. <laughs> I mean, I wasn't years ago, so that's just not... Yeah. Can't rewrite history, It all just evolves together, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Man, is it freeing. Mm. Oh. Yeah, that's um, that's a weird evolutionary thing where to to start doing comedy because you want people to like you, or at least think you're cool and interesting and funny, like... Yeah, Or that, like, you're just so brave for going up there or whatever. (laughs) Like God. Nick says that to me a lot. He's a fucking musician. He's always on stage. He's like, but I get to fucking sing. I don't have to, like, tell stories about myself. I was like... But you do. You riff the entire time. You're funny on stage. Like, you could do comedy, but please don't. Sure. Let me have this. <laughs> please let me have this. But he's like, it's just like, you're just so, like, impressive and brave. I was like, but I'm not frightened to go on stage. Like, right. It's not bravery if you aren't scared. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, that it's such a funny concept to me as well that, like, I love, comedians love to wear this mantle. Like, like, I just I just speak the truth to power. Yeah, yeah. We're like, we're just like so night after night, just like front lines, so courageous, just, just grinding. We'd be out. like, we are so much less brave. Like, no, we are the opposite <laughs> thing. And I mean, I guess I can only speak for myself, but it's like absolutely not. So much less brave than most people. So to the extent that I have created an entire scenario where I control every aspect of the interaction. I speak, you don't speak. (laughs) I have planned what I'm going to say and rehearsed it many times in front of audiences just like you so that I know to the second what the reaction is going to be. Oh, my God. This is not bravery. No, it's it's a controlled environment that is very appealing to someone who likes to write and who likes to have control over things. Like, certainly it's nerve-wracking and and I've taken risks. There's pressure. There's lots of things, but it's not... Yeah, it's not, and I I have done some performances 
that I that I feel I have employed courage. Almost never are they traditional comedy mm. things. They're usually some sort of all, different type of show where I had to do like a story or, or something. Mm-hmm. And it's been rare. Like there's one or two instances I can think of where it's like, yep, that was that was courage. That was me showing my true heart in a way that was vulnerable. Uh, mo- especially in comedy where like, even if I have a joke that is vulnerable, it's only vulnerable once. Maybe twice. Yeah, and then you and get used to it. Then it's a bit. It. Yeah. And yeah. I'm distanced from it. Yeah, that's an important distinction, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I we're, used to get way more are, afraid. We're like, and we're, yeah, it's like little, we're, I've not, like, as a community, most comedians are just so, like, wildly afraid of what you think of them. And, like, that's how, that's where we're driven in this. So, yep. like, we have to control how you laugh at us and how you see us and all of these things, which is kind of the opposite. <laughs> like <Yes>. It's cunning. <laughs> oh, I agree. It's totally cunning and it's such a good ruse that we're pulling oh, sure. on over everybody. Yeah. They're like, you think the jokes are the jokes. The joke is that I get right. to do this. <laughs> and <laughs> One thing that... And you think I'm impressive for it. Oftentimes people are surprised to find that I am short because mm-hmm. there's no scale yeah, stage on stage. Is tall. Yeah. And they'll say things like, oh, you project like a very tall person. Which you I, project like your tits are way farther away from your belly button than they are. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. As if you have a body of some kind. Like that your diaphragm's not just holding up your boobs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, which I think is so interesting. Which I assume means that, like, because they also equate being tall with being confident. Yes, yeah. Uh, well, pretty yeah. confident in my tallness. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I'm always just so, like, I don't know how to react. I'm like, nope. Nope. And this the wee one. It's just the wee one. a little baby. Oh, I'm just a slip of a thing. <laughs> just a sexy little baby. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> I love your baby voice. <laughs> oh, sex baby. Sex baby. I love, yeah, you are, um, I have, I, I like the notes that I've left for myself here, which are, which are clowning, question mark? physical act out which is <laughs> just how I've observed your comedy so my notes might be the funniest part of this it's just like you're a really physical performer like you contort yourself in ways that look really organic and natural but like you must do them on purpose now you you mentioned that earlier that I was an animated performer which I found surprising and was struck by huh. like, you're not you don't like walk the stage or no. anything but you move yourself in ways you use your hands you yes. you move your shoulders a lot you like make yourself little you make <laughs> yeah, yourself yeah, yeah. more like a kite like you're just like you're sun saluting or something like that <laughs> uh, and I love you have a lot of fingering jokes. I have a lot there of fingering jokes. Quite a few pictures of you. <laughs> yeah. Just the, them two fingies just crooked. Yeah. <laughs> those claws on the end. Yeah, that's true. Like, those ain't Diddlin fingers. Uh uh-uh. uh. I mean, they could be to put like foam caps on top of them. Yeah, yeah. Listen, I'm trying to come up with workarounds because I obviously don't want to get rid of them. But... <laughs> Just those foam earplugs, they're domed on the top. You could just, like, cut a little slit and just shoop, shoop over top. Yeah. Yep. Lady. All of the <laughs> creative fingering solutions. Ew, but what if they slipped off and then you just have an earplug in you now? Just gotta go in after it. But you, yeah, the, uh, not to blow up your spot, but you compare poor fingering to, I believe, a, a, a squirrel with ADD or something like that, was it? Oh, what is it with a, 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 a
Just scrabbling. Just scrabbling. Rabbit squirrel trying to open a bag of chips. That's the one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so, and you, mm. um, <laughs> the, the act out for it is so, but it's so, um, you have an economy of movement, which is why oh, I think you. maybe you don't perceive yourself as a physical performer, but I, like, we've watched you a dozen times plus, and I've uh-huh. always been like, a, we always love it, uh, and B, it's always like, man, she's the most exciting person on stage that whole Whoa! evening. It's you funny do like a really like, good backbend. I was about to say, yeah. I was like, I do not move my feet very much. Mm-hmm. You don't need to. And I think partly because I, I also used to wear like very high heels on uh-huh. stage because that was I that was the thing that That's, I. You look really tall. Yeah, well, and it made me feel confident. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you can't. Being farther from the ground means you like yourself more I guess but I do move in a vertical space a lot I equated it recently to like a one of those used car dealership blow up guys I kind of like because I do a arm guys. yeah I move forward a lot and I do do back bends and things like that and sides but my feet are like very oh, rooted yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But I like that. I love it. I don't have to follow you around so much, which can yeah, be yeah, exhausting yeah. to watch someone go it from one end be. to the other. Especially uh, if there's no purpose. Yeah, it's like a really small stage or something. Yeah. You can imagine yeah, trying yeah. to do that on the stage at the old Crow Comedy Show, which is just two pallets stacked <laughs> on each other. <laughs> you get a meter. In I will say direction. that the, the back bend that I do in jokes got a lot better when I was doing a lot of hot yoga. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so much more bending. You get that, you get yeah, that yeah. extra oomph in the SI joint just lubed yeah. up. Yeah. So good. But then when I'm not doing yoga, that joke can be kind of dangerous. <laughs> you gotta, like, not go... You gotta like, make sure there's, like, a pommel horse Not go you. with, like, such gusto. Or, like, just really, like, gotta hold my core and tighten stuff and be like, don't hurt or yourself. Or you'll accidentally do a you death drop dummy. on stage. Yeah. Don't want to do that. That's, yeah. uh... I was performing at the uh, at the also, Dirty Penny oh, where yes. there was uh, it was a drag show and there someone did a death drop onto a pile of icing sugar in front of me. <gasps> I was like, "How old are you?" After and the queen was like, "Oh, I'm 23." It's like that's why you can still do that. Oh I God. have never seen someone do that in real life, only on video. It was pretty poorly done. Okay, thank so, God, because it it blows my mind that like when I see someone. On video, it's like, ha, Are you ha. familiar with a death drop? I've seen that, yes. I, I remember in, like, drama class in high school learning how to fall like properly. Ball, yeah. yeah. Right. Where, like, and I learned that in, like... clowning class. No, <laughs> just from, like, high school. Right. But then also in Aikido, when I did Aikido for, like, two months, like, it's the same motion of, like, you hook your leg behind and you do the collapse. Amazing. But that's, like, it's a pretty good dramatic falling gesture, but then you're catching yourself, like, the whole way, and as long as you mm-hmm. scooch one arm, like, extremely dramatic Blanche Dubois, like, across Ooh. the top, then it looks totally fine. People don't notice that you're also supporting yourself with your lower body all the time. Can like a be, magician. Yeah. Can you be named Blanche if you're not both horny and southern? No. Yeah. <laughs> My so grandmother's cool. name was Blanche. <laughs> was she both horny and southern? I mean, not, How many kids did she have? She was not southern. <laughs> Blanche is such a good Nana name. I yeah. know. It was her middle name, too. Her first name was Madeline, and she didn't like it, and she always went by Blanche, which to me is... such an, So much of an old lady name. I uh, know. But Madeline is now popular. That's true. <laughs> Although, also, all of her family called her Daisy, because they're adorable. <laughs> it's complicated. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure, they all had uh, many nicknames. Was it possible that she was a criminal? <laughs> These are all That's a her... joke I used to make. I was oh, like, really? she has too many AKAs. <laughs> she is clearly on the land. She's running a con- She's a confidence man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't realize that that was what con was short for. I thought that was just convict. <laughs> like, right. con man, it's confidence man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Somebody who has so much confidence that they can just sell you anything. Mm-hmm. That makes you have confidence in them. Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Is that what you've been doing this whole time? Oh yeah, I'm on the long con. I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna grift you so hard. <laughs> ah, consider me grift. <laughs> grift. I'm float tanking and grift. <laughs> Speaking of hot yoga, I do want to go to a hot yoga class. So I thought you were saying probably... you did. 
I did yesterday, but I'm going to go today, too. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You're a nerd. Yeah. I kind of love it. So how, I are, how long are we into this? We've already been, like, over an hour. Like, what? Well over an hour, it yeah. feels like 20 minutes has passed to me. It's, yeah. It's that's long. Amazing. So that's, maybe we can put a little button on this. Okay. For now. 100. Wait, what else is on your... Oh, yeah, yeah. We were we wanted to talk about the hustle. You kind of talked about that a little bit, where it's like you push yourself pretty hard to work. It just seems like every day you're hustling. Dude, every got, day you I'm hustling. You have a full-time job, too? Yeah. Oh, I, shit. I'm like a three-quarter time job. Yeah. I keep a, I keep a steady income job. Just... You kind of got to. Kind of got to. I wrote up, up, up grown-up child on here. Cause like, yeah! That's how I feel sometimes. I feel like very... Uh, like a babe in the woods when confronted with the world at times, but I'm also just, I have all my shit together. Like, yeah. it's all there. I feel like my life is blown apart right now. I'm, like, in crazy times, personally. Mm-hmm. My laundry is done. My dishes are put away. Like, I just, when everything else is falling apart, I need to have that adult, boring routine. Yes. In. And when you yeah. talk about getting up early and being excited about doing a morning show. Oh, yeah, yeah, So yeah. I don't mean like a morning radio show, obviously. You would never be excited about that, but... No. But like getting up to go to a rave at six o'clock <laughs> in the morning. I probably am not that hardcore, but, <laughs> yeah. but I like an early start. Like I like to get... I like to be fresh in the morning. I like if somebody wants to start something at like eight o'clock, I'm like, okay, let's do it. Oh, I mean, I won't be fresh. I hate showering, but like I'll be there at eight. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to be real funky. Yeah. You're going to be a stinky no. boy. No, you'll never know. You'll never know I don't shower if I didn't tell you, which I will all the time. I don't know why. I <laughs> should stop shower. talking to people. You, can you see my grease layer? No. <laughs> my shimmering like a puddle in the sunlight? I tend more towards dryness. <laughs> Let's just leave it with that. Air horns out. Thank you so much for coming on our show. Thanks for having Episode me. 100. Try to keep me away. I would like to have you back for more chats. I have already, so obviously already invited myself yeah. back. <laughs> well, perfect. We have. See you in another hundred. You'll be our two hundo. Okay, perfect. Yeah, that sounds good. Perfect. Um, anything, this is going to come out next week. Is there any things coming up? Is the lady show back for a little while? You guys are on hiatus. Yeah, lady bit. show will be back. JFL. We are doing JFL oh, yeah. Northwest on March 8th, International oh, yes. Women's Day. So night is Lord. Oh, whoa! I'm going to be in England because I'm dumb. It's a big, so big conflict. That's okay. Yeah. <laughs> I will not hold it against you. That's so dope. Uh, anyway, for those of you who do not have uh, Lord tickets or Anthony Jesselnick tickets, please. I don't yeah. think there's an enormous amount of I can, there's Jessel no overlap. <laughs> yeah, there's yeah, I know. zero overlap. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Anyway, so yeah, you can go to uh, jflnorthwest.com to get your Lady Show tickets, which are on sale now. And also do check out the rest of the lineup. The festival is incredible. It's so good, and I'm so mad I'm missing it. Yeah, it's really, really great. And you can keep track of me, Best Ways, on Twitter. Where I'm at Ms. Katie Ellen, M S K A T I E E L L E N. Yeah, and uh, yeah, you can follow John Norgren on Twitter too if you want to. <laughs> Do it. You'll like everything you ever say and you'll feel very supportive. <laughs> yeah, he's a good man. Yeah. Anything coming up for you next week? Um, I'm doing a. No, it's, this is going to come out after. I'm done doing a, uh, that, that benefit. I'm doing a benefit. For food. I don't know what it's actually for. Oh, yeah. So this comes out next week, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So on the Friday of next week, February 15, I am uh, emceeing a big show it's at... Thursday, isn't it? The, four... the 15th? Is it Thursday? Yep. Thursday. <laughs> Thursday, for sure. For sure Thursday. Uh, but anyway, the 15th, uh, emceeing a show at the Rio, 
Ooh. That is like a, I think it's kind of like an anti-Valentine's Day. Don't tell them that I love Valentine's Day. It's on the deal. <laughs> uh, but it was a great lineup. Shirley Nome is headlining. Uh, uh-huh. There's Melanie Mangler, a burlesque performer. Oh, she's really good. Super dope. Yeah, there's going to be a bunch of great performers on that one. Uh, so and you're, headli- or you're hosting it? I believe so. Nice. That's really cool. Yeah. It'll be your great choice for that. Thank you. Uh, but yeah, that uh, I said it was at the Rio. It's at the Rickshaw. Pretty sure. That's even bigger. Nice. Bigger, yeah, yeah. Be yeah. dope, kind of. That'll be really cool. Yeah. Yeah, hell yeah. I uh, yeah, and I'm on the on actual Valentine's Day at the Foxhole. So. Nice. Great. I forgot that this was yeah coming out right before Valentine's Day, and you like Valentine's Day. It's coming out on my birthday. Ooh, oh. what's your birthday is? February thirteenth. Oh. Brilliant. That's really cool. My birthday's March first. It's close. That's actually a oh. really nice little <laughs> birthday girl. <laughs> Right? Birthday girl. Perfect. Uh, excellent. We'll talk about Valentine's Day another day because okay. I, yeah, I kind of like it too and then also hate it for reasons. I'm indifferent like, to it completely. It's a fun. It's a fun. If somebody wants that. to buy me a bunch of shit though just to prove that they love me, I'm fine with that. Yeah. Send it to seahagspodcast at gmail.com. And, pr- and say that this is not for Chris. This is definitely for Katie. Oh, send me stuff too. <laughs> no, just me. <laughs> Please. Yes, ma'am. Stop uh, rummaging in your box. <laughs> I'll do what I want in my box. Thank you very much.